welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Noob. For more information and great content, jump over to our website at elamchurchchristchurchcity.org. We hope you enjoy this message. Uh, finishing off our series uh, on, uh, this, on this Christmas festive season. And uh, so the series, if you don't know, is called He Will Be Called. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but Christmas can be a busy time of year. Can I get an amen in the room, you know, and online? Uh, yeah, it can be a crazy and a chaotic time of year. Everyone is trying to make everything fit in the final week of Chris, on the build-up to Christmas, right? We've got um, presents to wrap. Ta'ua says amen. And uh, nah, our, our household is notoriously terrible at giving gifts. Um, it is a love language that, that we are still working on. And uh, so, but uh, you know, there are all these pressures around Christmas time. We're finishing, finishing work. Um, all the kids have finished or are finishing school. Can, yeah, is that right? All the parents said, woohoo! You know, you got your kids with you uh, day and night, night and day for the next six to eight weeks. There you go. And uh, they will be uh, expecting a lot of exciting things to happen, you know, and uh, that's how it is in our household. And, uh, and so anyway, um, the work is wrapping up um, and then you're trying to organize the family and where you're spending Christmas and who's going where. And, you know, I don't know if you're like these, uh, some of these uh, families who are just superhuman around Christmas time because they have like three or four different celebrations in the one day. They start off at breakfast somewhere, then they go lunch somewhere else, and then, then dinner somewhere else, and then dessert somewhere else. I, I'm that guy that doesn't like to move around when I'm eating. I, I, I stay in the one spot, and I expect the food to come to me, you know, and there you go. So I'm not traveling anywhere. I'm going to be sitting in one place. But it can be a crazy time. Uh, and we can, obviously, in the midst of it, forget why we're actually even celebrating Christmas. And uh, I, I just want to encourage you with this thought. I woke up this morning with this thought, and uh, I quickly tried to jot it down somewhere in my notes, and it's probably right down the very bottom. Um, but it was this thought that there is no such thing as a perfect Christmas. There is actually no such thing as a perfect Christmas. And if your intention is to aim for a perfect Christmas, well, I actually am going to disappoint you uh, because you'll probably be disappointed. Uh, but you don't have to aim for a perfect Christmas, but you can have a peace-filled Christmas. Can I get an amen? We, we, I, I reckon the goal shouldn't be a perfect Christmas, but a peace-filled Christmas. Not a peaceful Christmas, a peace filled Christmas. And so this morning, I want to share with you our base scripture that we've been working all the way through the last four weeks. We've been looking at Isaiah 9 and chapter, uh, and verse 6, Isaiah 9 and verse 6. And uh, this is what it says, for to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And this is the fourth one, and Prince of Peace. And of the government and peace, there will be no end. Come on, let's just pray together as we come around the word. Father, we just thank you. We just thank you. 
for your presence in this room. We thank you wherever we're watching the service this morning, that your presence is there. We can be in our cars right now. We could be in a park somewhere, on a beach somewhere, or gathered together in small groups somewhere in our homes. Uh, Lord, and your presence is there. Your word is so clear to us, Lord God, that you would never leave us nor forsake us. So in the next few moments, I pray that you would just give us ears to hear what your spirit would say, that you would just speak directly into us and that we would know the peace of God in our hearts and in our lives. In Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said? Amen. Well, if you are joining with us online, make sure to comment down below and uh, say hello. You know, say something encouraging about me. You know, the preacher's great. He's looking good. Whatever. You know, just just uh, comment down below and uh, make sure to to uh, also uh, um, share and like this uh, online uh, service this morning. Well, let me read to you. Uh, Luke 2 and verse 10 to 14. Luke 2, 10 to 14. This is the account of the uh, birth of Christ. This is what kind of was taking place or one of the major events that took place as Jesus came into this world. And so in Luke uh, chapter 2 and verse 10, it says this, uh, But the angel said to them, them being the shepherds, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause Great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. He will be, a, there will be, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to, the, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those whom his favor rests. Let me just say that again. Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. You know, the shepherds were told, they were, they were informed about uh, the Savior, and that this Savior that had been born, uh, the Messiah, would bring peace on earth. Fast forward. Uh, to today, and I don't know about you, but I sense a lot of people not experiencing the peace that we were promised. You know, right now, there's a lot of stress in the world. There's a COVID out there. There's a uncertainty with work and, and employment and, and uh, finances, uh, people struggling with finances. You know, in my role as a pastor, I, 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 I meet and talk to so many who are struggling at this very moment, struggling with health, struggling with kids in school or uh, and kids going through uh, um, challenges. Uh, businesses are doing it tough. People are barely hanging on to their very faith. The, the, the profession of their faith are barely hanging on to. And some are actually, very, um, which shouldn't be a surprise to us, but experiencing loneliness and isolation. And it's probably magnified in this season. And so when we hear about this promise of peace, but we see all of this around us, well, you've got to ask the question, well, God, were you kidding when you said that? Were you kidding when you told us that there would be peace for all of your people, that there would be peace on earth for uh, all uh, of humanity? Well, I, I believe that God is still true to his word. 
that we can experience a peace that is everlasting. And, and when we look at this passage in Isaiah, we read how that Jesus came into this world and he revealed his character and his nature, that he was wonderful counselor. In the first week we took, we looked at wonderful counselor. Second week we looked at uh, the fact that he was mighty God. Last Sunday we heard about how he was an everlasting or never-ending father. So today we're going to look at the Prince of Peace. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Now that word, uh, Prince of Peace, or in the Hebrew, it's the phrase, Sar Shalom. Everyone say, Sar Shalom. Okay, say, say it with a little bit more confidence. I've got a few people here in the room. Sar Shalom. Um, <laughs> actually, when you read uh, the whole Hebrew uh, names of Jesus, it's, it just sounds so, so powerful, and you begin to understand that there was so much more than the peace that, that we understand. So this phrase, sir, actually means uh, the person or the one who was in charge. The captain of the rugby team is the one who was in charge. The chief of a village uh, is the one who was in charge. The, the head of the house is the one who was in charge. And in our house, it, you would assume it would be me, but actual fact, it is Tawa. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, th- it's the general of the army. You know, actually, this word Sar in the Hebrew is the same word that the Romans adapted and adopted when they referred to Caesar. They, they referred to him as the ruler, as that person who had the greatest authority. This should actually be uh, a confirmation for us that Jesus is Sar of our lives. He is the general. He is the chief. He is the prince. He is the one who is in control. Can I get an amen this morning? He is ultimately in control. Now that's Sar, but the word shalom is a powerful, powerful word. Shalom means uh, so much in the Hebrew language. It is actually, it's actually a greeting. When I was in Israel a number of years ago, uh, everywhere you went, some people would say shalom, shalom. And, uh, and it was just an, a daily normal greeting, just like you're saying, hey, how's it going? You know, people would just give you the greeting shalom. And uh, shalom actually means rest. It means tranquility. It means wholeness. It means completeness. You know, rest, Psalm 23, you guys know this passage. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me down in green pastures. Also, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. That's an amazing picture that we should all adopt of who the Prince of Peace really is. He's the Tsar that that brings us the Shalom. And uh, he's the one that leads us and makes us lie down. And I don't know about you, but we could do with a whole lot of shalom in this season. I, I, I really believe that we all need to know the peace of God. And, and my prayer, my prayer this Christmas, my prayer for each and every member of our Elam church and throughout our three campuses and throughout our, our church in the Philippines is we would really know the shalom of God this season. We would know the rest of God. We would be complete in God. We would be made whole in God. We would know the tranquility and the contentment in 
God. Can I get an amen this morning? Right, so how do we discover this? How do we discover the shalom of God in our daily lives? Well, we've got to look to Jesus. I know that sounds so cliche, and it, and it should be no surprise because we're in a church, and uh, he is the center of the church. Um, but we, we need to center again on Jesus. We need our focus this Christmas. In order to uh, receive the shalom, you've got to understand who the Sar is in your life. The Sar really is all about um, authority. It's like lordship. It's authority. And, and here's the picture I want to present to you this morning, that the peace of God is, is not just an innate feeling or an internal experience. It's the culture in which we live in. It's actually the culture we, uh, that we, we live in. It is like a kingdom culture that we live in. If there is a king, then there should be a kingdom. If there is a, a lord, then there should be a, 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 a territory that he is lord over. So in the same way, if he is sah, then there should be a the shalom is actually not just an internal feeling or an internal experience, but it is actually a land or a kingdom that we live in. Does that make sense to you this morning? So here's the first thought that I had for us today regarding the peace of God or the shalom. Jesus is the peace who anchors you. Jesus is the peace, the shalom who anchors you. Mark 4, 35 to 41, it says, That day when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, they took him along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with them. A furious squall came up, or storm, and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. He must have been Samoan. This is a really evidently, uh, these are a true evidence of Jesus as a Samoan. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jesus was in the stern, uh, sleeping on a cushion. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? He got up, rebuked the wind, and said to the waves, Quiet, be still. Then the wind died down, and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, Why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. You know, here's a picture in Scripture of Jesus bringing the shalom by authority into a situation. He had the, he had the authority to command peace. Amen, somebody. And it should be an encouragement to us all that we can receive the peace of God if we need it. And we ask the, the, he who is in control to provide the peace for us. You know, when you look at peace according to the standards of the world, it's actually achieved uh, superficially and delicately through compromise. You see nations uh, uh, warring with nations, and the only way they can find peace is to compromise is to give up oneself or to give something for the other. They make, uh, they make compromises. They give a little, they take a little. But, and to find this middle ground. But when you look at the way that the kingdom of God operates, well, there is no compromise. Ultimately, Jesus is in control. 
He is God and He is sovereign and He is Lord over all. And the peace He provides is not based on on what, what you get or what you give. It's actually based on the authority of the giver. Does that make sense for us today? You know, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard this organization called Boys Brigade. Boys Brigade. I used to go to Boys Brigade from, uh, yeah, you're all looking at me and going, ah, well, that makes a lot of sense now. There you go. If you don't know what Boys Brigade is, uh, David Wilkinson will know what Boys Brigade is because he was involved in Boys Brigade. But I, when I was a kid, I went to Boys Brigade and we, we were taught disciplines. We were taught Christian values. We were taught how to march, how to shine your shoes. Well, I got these badges with this little tassel thingy. You know, I, I, you know, I can't remember half the stuff I learned back then. But, you know, but there was a motto in Boys Brigade. There was a motto by which we lived on. Uh, or which we operated on. The motto was simply, sure and steadfast. Sure and steadfast. And, and it actually comes from Hebrews 6, verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the inner sanctuary behind the curtain. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. Let me tell you something. In the storms of life, Jesus is the anchor in the storm. He is the one, if we attach ourselves to him, regardless of what goes on around us, we will not be shaken. It is there that we find the true peace. It is there we find the shalom. Look at this picture of Jesus in that boat. The storms were were all around him. The waves were crashing into the boat. The boat was beginning to sink, but Jesus had shalom. He was resting. He was fast asleep. Why? Because he was anchored in his soul. He was, he was anchored in his soul. And I just want to encourage us all this morning. I just want to say to us that Jesus will bring comfort for your soul. He will bring comfort for you in this season. Regardless of what you're facing, regardless of how life is looking, whether you're feeling uh, lonely or isolated, or all these complications are going on, all these challenges, all these financial pressures, all these things are going on all around you. Let me tell you, you can know the shalom of God when you anchor yourself and you anchor your soul in the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. Jesus, um, in, in John chapter 14, verse 27, it says this. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. Come on. We can know the peace of God. We can have rest in the storm. We can, regardless of what life brings at us, regardless of how, how hard it might seem, you might be losing a job right now. You might be uncertain about what 2022 looks like. But guess what? It doesn't have to rock you. It doesn't have to st- uh, uh, deter you or, or make you uh, lose your faith. Why? Because you're anchored to the Tsar. You're anchored to the Lord who was ultimately in control. Can I get an amen this morning? The last thing that I want to leave, uh, last thought I want to leave with you is this. Not only is Jesus the one who brings, uh, whose peace is, uh, uh, helps us in our time of need, but it's also, uh, it's also his peace that brings us salvation. It's his peace 
that brings us salvation. Now, let's go back to that scripture we read uh, in Luke chapter 2. It says here in verse, verse 10, But the angel of the Lord, or the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. A Savior has been born to you. Not a king, not a, but a Savior. Not a, not a warrior, but a Savior. Not a, not a general in an army, not, not one who was going to battle the, oppressed, uh, the oppression of the Romans, not one who's going to uh, uh, over, overthrow those kingdoms and those powers and those military forces, but it's actually a saviour that has been born. You know, I'm always reminded of the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. I'm reminded of how, the, how, how much courage they had in that fiery furnace. If you don't know the story, I haven't got time to really unpack it, but the king gave that decree and, and uh, that, that all the worship was to be directed at him. And, uh, but these men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who were very young in age, uh, they refused. And so as a result, they were thrown into a fiery furnace. But these are, these are the words of those young men. In Daniel chapter 3 and verse 17, it says this, If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. Come on, they had confidence that they would be saved. They had confidence that they would be rescued. They had confidence that God will, would come through. And if you read down the end of that story, you see that the king, King Nebuchadnezzar, looked into the fiery furnace and he didn't just see three people, he actually saw four. That fourth man, that fourth person in there, King Nebuchadnezzar said, looks like one of the gods. We know him as Jesus. Jesus was in there in the fiery furnace along with those young men. Can I get an amen this morning? Romans 5, come on, I love reading these scriptures. Romans 5, verse 1 to 2. It says this, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace through God, uh, with God through our Lord and Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the, this grace in which we now stand. I love this. Come on. It is through God that we can know the peace of God. We are justified. We are justified by faith. I want to remind us all, there no amount of works, no amount of good works, no amount of Christmas boxes that we give out is going to secure our salvation with God. It does, not, uh, it does not pay for the punishment that was due us. There is only one way to pay for that punishment, that sin in our lives, and that is through the shedding of blood. But praise God that through Jesus, when he was nailed to that cross, he took the penalty that was meant to be ours, and he took it upon himself. He paid the ultimate price to save that which was lost. We, the lost, have been saved. Amen, somebody. We can know grace through that which was uh, uh, shared for us on that cross, the life that was given. We can find rest from our sins. We can find rest from our guilt. We can find rest from our shame. Come on, we can, we can know with absolute confidence this Christmas that when we confess that Jesus is Lord and that we ask Jesus to forgive us of our sins 
We stand blameless. We are saved. We are set free. Does that give you permission to go now and do whatever you want to do? Absolutely not. Amen. It means, no, you do not. Why is that? Why can't we just go around now that we're saved and do whatever we want? Well, it's simply because of the Sar Shalom. You see, you know the peace of God when you're under the authority of God. And the Sar is the authority. And as long as we stay under the authority of Jesus, we experience the peace of Jesus. Come on, we can know the rest of Jesus. We can know the rest for our souls. I love this uh, passage in Romans. It says this, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Because of Jesus, we can know forgiveness. We can know freedom. We can know rest. I love that. You know, the goal, like I said before, you know, shouldn't be to have a perfect Christmas. It should be to have a peace-filled Christmas. I, I, I want to declare that over every single one of us this morning, that this Christmas, you're going to have the best Christmas ever. Why? Because it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be peace-filled. You're going to know the authority of God over, regardless of somebody, you know, burns the carrot cake that you made for Christmas Day. I don't know, whatever you guys eat on Christmas Day. I, I just, I have a very specific diet on Christmas Day. It's meat. You know, I just eat a lot of meat, very little veggies, and a lot of meat. Uh, and then on top of that meat, I have some more meat. There you go. And uh, so I am, ca- cannot wait. But uh, let me tell you, regardless, of, you know, it, it might not go according to plan. But guess what? That's okay. Because you're anchored. Your soul is not anchored in what? In the circumstances. Your soul is anchored in Jesus. He's the anchor of your soul. So regardless of what goes on, regardless of somebody doesn't turn up who said they were going to turn up or doesn't give you the gift they said they were going to give you, Etawa, you know, and uh, regardless, you know, regardless of that, you know, you're going you're gonna to have a peace-filled Christmas. I, I want to finish with this. This is the passage that we always end our services with, and this is the passage I want to close with this morning. This is what it says in Numbers 6, 24 to 26. This is my prayer for you today. Everybody receive this right now. Come on, why don't you just close your eyes and receive this right now. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you. The Lord be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Father, I just thank you for each and every one here this morning watching online, gathered in in various locations around the city, I pray that we're going to know the rest of God. We're going to know the tranquility of God. We're going to know the contentment of God. We're going to know the peace of God. Jesus, you are the shalom. You are the shalom. And we give you the glory. We give you the praise. In Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody said? Amen. Amen and amen. Come on. This has been another great message from Elam Church, Christchurch City. For more content and updates, come see us on our Facebook page or jump over to our website. Thanks so much for listening.